Hey, you're listening to Eyewitness Matrimony. Welcome back to my closet. Hi, closet. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Simone. And I'm Jenna. And this is Crash and Dash with Eyewitness Matrimony, our mini elopement episode where we bring you short and sweet segments like Not My Nuptials. That's right, where we discuss all the things wedding that just need to cease and desist. And we also do things like Wedding of the Week, where we highlight and feature a wedding that made an impression on us from Instagram or movie wedding or even our favorite or least favorite celebrity weddings. Yeah, yeah. And this... uh this episode, we're going to get personal. You didn't ask, but we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite kind of storytelling is when people don't ask for it. Nobody asked for this podcast. And, and here, here we, are. we are. But for real, we have a confession to make. So obviously, um, Jenna and I are both married. You know, we've we've talked about our husbands. <gasps> Shocker. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> um, not to each other, even though, oh, you know, no. we might as well be. And, you know, we've talked about our dream weddings, Mm -hmm. uh, especially during our pilot episode where we presented our mood boards to each other. Um, And there's a reason we did that versus talking about our own real weddings. Uh, A couple reasons, actually. Yeah. So the first reason is, um, like we mentioned during the pilot episode, we wanted you guys to have a chance to get to know us on a more personal level. And we felt that uh, the best way to do that was to let you in on some of our our biggest dreams. Um, And then the second reason is, I mean, to put it frankly, is that we both eloped. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> this episode is full of twists and turns. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we just want to be completely transparent because, you know, obviously we figured eventually we were going to receive questions and maybe even some criticism of our own if we're trying to be sneaky and, you know, slip our married lives into the conversation without sharing, I guess, sort of how we got to where we are. And we didn't want to feel deceitful or make it seem like we're hiding anything um, or hiding the fact that we had, you know, very pragmatic unions. Yeah. Uh, so all in all, you know, we're we're just trying not to appear like we're two-faced by critiquing other people's weddings when we really didn't have, you know, a wedding of our own. Yeah. Or to not say anything about it and people just be like, well, why aren't you, why can't we see your weddings? Because they don't exist. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, the answer is pretty simple. We don't have anything to show you. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, we both chose not to have weddings, and we wanted to spend a few minutes explaining um, why we made those choices and how dreaming about a wedding doesn't mean that, you know, you have to execute one. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really important to kind of take away from this whole shindig. So Jenna, I mean, tell me, tell me about your wedding. (laughs) Quote, quote. Well, first I mean, calling it a wedding is a massive disservice to weddings because (laughs) (laughs) uh, we went on lunch break and rushed over to the county clerk's office to file paperwork. And then... No, I said, tell me about your wedding. Don't tell me about a business meeting you had. (laughs) A day at work. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, seriously. So we decided to do... uh, We live in Texas and in Texas... um, there is an option called Declaration of Marriage, and basically, it's telling the state of Texas that we decided to live as a married couple, aka, in other states, it's also known as common law. So, instead of a marriage license, we have a sheet of paper that says, Declaration of Marriage. We're <laughs> declaring it. I declare Bankruptcy! <laughs> 
So it allowed us to file as a married couple without requiring an officiant, a justice of the peace, witnesses, all the all the fun stuff, really. So um, the so the primary driving force behind us quote getting married mm-hmm. was honestly it was money. So um, he was ready to join finances, and as a divorced single mom that I was at the time, I was very super hesitant mm-hmm. about doing that, and I was. At the, I mean, I, I think it was because I was very proud of how independent I had become, and I was really nervous about losing my hands-on approach to finances because, I mean, let's be real. I, I think there's also, and this is another podcast for sure, but um, there's a stigma that goes along with single moms and divorced single moms in particular where, like, you need a man to take care mm-hmm. of you. And at that point in my life, I did not need a man to take care of me. And so the idea of, like, doing that scared me. Yeah. So. Um, I basically said I would only join finances if we got married so that there was some legal protection if something happened to one of us, because I didn't want I didn't want to have to worry about me or him fighting for like half of what we helped build if something were to happen to one of us. Yeah. Which if you ask him about it, he's kind of like, that's what beneficiaries are for. And I'm always like, okay, yeah, but it had we not gotten married, and this is this is probably just my insecurity, especially at that at that time. Being that I had, you know, somewhat recently been through a divorce, I think um, I was very insecure about the idea that someone was going to be like, well, that's not yours. Like, we're going to fight you on that because you weren't his wife. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think I just had a lot of fear surrounding that. So that's kind of what really drove us to to make a decision. But, um, you know, we were already living together. And so we we did discuss having a wedding and getting married, you know, tradition in the traditional sense. Mm-hmm. But um it, whenever it came up, we always found ourselves saying that we needed to do it kind of more for our families. Like, we're not the type of people who really care to have parties and we're not social. And it just never felt like it was something that would be driven by something we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But that was a bit of an argument because he's a lot better at saying, like, fuck them than I am. And <laughs> especially because my family is uber religious. And if God didn't ordain it, then, you know. Is it even legitimate? Yeah. <laughs> so, but then it's also important to note that, like, our families are polar opposites. So his is not religious, and they're always down to have, like, a very fun time, probably because they're not worried about God watching. <laughs> and then mine will leave a reception early because the drinking and dancing makes them uncomfortable, probably because, you know, they think God is watching. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how would we even have planned a wedding around those two ends of the fun spectrum? Yeah. I just don't know that we would have been able to to do that, make everybody happy. So, But then I started doing a lot of research about common law marriages in Texas and found that um, th- they don't have the idea of the common law that most people think, which is like, we've been dating for six months and now we can work common law. And Texas, basically, you do have to file paperwork with uh, the county that you reside in. And basically, it's just like, Hey, we're we're married. Like we're living as a as a married couple. Mm-hmm. Um, we both left work early one day to meet at the Justice Building, but we hadn't looked up the hours, so the clerk's uh, the county clerk's office was already closed by the time we got there. So then, of course, we were like, "Well, great." And then, um, <laughs> so then we kind of had to, you know, reprocess that, and then be like, "Okay, well, w- when are we going to do this?" And it kind of it was either like, "Well, either we're going to have a day off," but we both work for the government, so. It was like, well, no if we have off. a day off, they're going to be close. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, we pretty much knew we were going to have to do it on a lunch break. So one random day in June, 
we were able to go on our lunch break and we rode the dark, dank elevator down to the dark, dank basement <laughs> and paid $34 to file our marriage licensee thing, our, our <laughs> declaration of marriage. And um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what I don't know what we wore. Uh, we didn't say anything special to each other. I just remember um, that the clerk who filed our paperwork was like, congratulations. And I was like, what? For what? <laughs> But then he had to go back to work, so we went over to Chipotle and we had lunch, and that was it. Hashtag married. <laughs> I mean, cut to the chase, folks. Yeah. So, if you could dream up the most unromantic way to like be with someone, that that's us. That doesn't mean that we're any less married than anyone else, and doesn't mean that we're any less in love than anyone else. We just we're like this is this is not not priority one for us. Yeah, practical. Yeah. So Simone. Tell me about your elopement. Well, mine too was kind of simple, but there was a little bit more going on. So, um, I mean, if you're listening to this and you're military affiliated, uh, I need you not to come after me. Like, don't be rolling your eyes and huffing under your breath and call me basic. I just... (laughs) Yeah, basic. I don't want to hear it. And don't fucking call me a dependa (laughs) because I am so far from that bullshit. I, I I won't even hear it. I'll eat you alive. Um, but yes, my wedding was military as fuck. <laughs> um, so my husband is obviously in the service and we had the most stereotypical military wedding, I guess. My then fiance uh, was on leave, <laughs> as most military <laughs> members are when they get married. And we'd only been engaged for like 10 days or something crazy like that. Um, it was very fast. Uh, I just I didn't see the point in waiting. Yeah, but you guys have been together for a long time. Yeah, I've known my husband, I mean, as long as I've known you. Yeah. So I was like, this is plenty of time. Let's do it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we had a typical courthouse wedding. It was just the two of us. It was late at night. I don't remember. I think it was like a Friday. No, I don't know. I don't know what day of the week it was. Not important. Um, But it was just us two. And our witnesses were like two random people that had witnessed the wedding before us, too. They just like signed our license for us. And then we got to go in by ourselves. (laughs) But um, we actually went in previously before that on New Year's Eve, like in the afternoon, and we were in our ratty t-shirts and our jeans. And we were like, all right, let's do this. This is, you know, let's take care of business. But then we got in there and everybody was in beautiful dresses and they had suits on. And we were like, okay, maybe we should like wear a shirt that doesn't have a hole in it. And I didn't want our anniversary to be on New Year's Eve. So we left. Um, And then we went shopping and I bought a very beautiful ivory colored dress from Target for $40 that had this little ruffle hem on the end. And it had this really beautiful like horizontal stripe pattern. It was really actually quite beautiful if I do say so myself. It really was. I'll post that picture um, on our Instagram page so you guys can see. So yeah, we were the last couple to get married that day. And my husband didn't even have like we didn't even have a ring for him yet. So we just said our vows and you know, I shed some tears and got makeup all over my beautiful dress. Um, he teared up a little bit, but nothing ever fell. So whatever. But yeah, then we went and got California burritos and then he had to leave. <laughs> and he drove back to his duty station, which was like four and a half hours away because he had to work the next day. So, you know, very uh, typical in and out kind of deal for military families and couples. And, you know, I, I'm not gonna, I won't often defend like the toxic military culture, but I will in the sense of, you know, here's why we did what we did. And there's very specific reasons that a lot of military families or couples get married this way. And it's because to the military, you know, paperwork and accountability is everything. You basically don't have any right 
to your partner mm. if you're not legally married to them in the military, like in the eyes of the military. So, and even then, you know, after you do get married, you barely have a say in anything. So it's just, it's a big hurdle that military couples face and you can't go with them if they get orders, especially overseas. You know, it's difficult for them to get time off or leave to come see you, uh, especially if there's like a familial emergency. So yeah, a lot of military couples elope because you can't really share your life or be with your partner otherwise. Mm. And, uh, you know, military unions in general is a topic that ugh, I'm probably going to cover it in a later episode or... You sound very excited about that. <laughs> yeah, I might touch on it in the future because, I mean, A, obviously it's a big part of my life, but B, because it's just all a crock of shit. <laughs> it's just a big mess. So I'm going to save the meat of that discussion for later because, yeah, but basically that's why a lot of military couples rush to get married and, and get, you know, a lot of heat for it. Yeah. Like, oh, you were engaged for five days and you only got married so you could reap the benefits. I mean, isn't that partially why so many, why they're also like so young? Yeah. Yeah. That's a big part of it. But yeah, I mean, I want the benefits of sharing my life with my partner and having a teeny tiny bit of authority in how we conduct our lives. Mm -hmm. I mean, which in the military world is still by their terms. So yeah, but I mean, that might be another reason why the divorce rate is so high in the military too, is because people rush into it and the stress of military life is just, it's too much. Yeah. I I always, I mean, we grew up in a, a military area. And I, I mean, even when I was probably, probably in high school, at least, but I just remember always being like, I'm, I can't, I can't even date someone from the military. It's too much. Not that they're wonderful people. Thank you for your service. Are they? (laughs) I mean, yeah, they are. (laughs) Cut that out. (laughs) I just can't handle the stress. That's all. (laughs) I can't do it. I'll break. (laughs) (laughs) And no, my husband did not get married in uniform. Um, And at first I was pretty bummed about that, honestly. But now looking back, I'm pretty glad because... I didn't marry, you know, quote, my husband, the service member. I married my husband, the partner, like my partner. Mm -hmm. So it's really good to look back and get to see him and not his job. Even though I know a lot of service members, like they often correlate their service with their identity, but hindsight's everything. And yeah, it's, it's nice to see him and not a uniform. So he's not my Marine. And he and I both puke and cringe (laughs) when we hear people say that, like, He's my partner and we wanted to be joined so that we could live our lives cohesively going forward. So that was it. Then I was married. That's lovely. So, Simone, it's I think it's really important that we admit a few things um, as far as how our wedding situations played out, like a a few like hindsight realizations. Mm -hmm. Do you have any anything like that? 100%. Um, So I fully realize that had I been able to have a real like full wedding, I would have been the most major bridezilla. Like I'm a control freak. I'm neurotic. I'm very type A. And if even if everything had been planned and prepared like to perfection, per my dreams or my mood board or whatever, you know, whatever I had, something would have gone wrong or happened that you know, would have sent me spiraling into anxiety and probably ruined my (laughs) mood for the whole day. So I have, you know, a very small peace of mind knowing that I was responsible enough to say like, hey, while it would have been amazing to have a big wedding, I'm really not chill enough as a person to have handled it very well. (laughs) So that's that takes a very self-aware person to admit that. 
Thank you. I'm proud of you. Thank you very much. Lots of therapy got me here. Yeah. Started from the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I think for us, the I think the one thing that I can look back and recognize that we could have done better is um, communicate with our families. Because like I said, I think I think that both of our families were pretty close to our family members. And I think um, we didn't, no one really took us seriously when we said we didn't want to have a wedding. I think everybody just kind of assumed that we were being crazy and, you know, just saying things. And mm-hmm. so when we did it, we didn't tell anybody we were doing it. We didn't even hint towards that we were talking about doing anything like that. So then the other part of that was that when we did tell them, it was kind of like, oh, hey, you know, we got married. And they were like, what? <laughs> and our families were pretty mad about it. Um but I think if we had just communicated better and been like, that's some, it's not important for us to have that. And we recognize that it's important to you, but it isn't important to us. So if you're going to be mad about it, be mad about it now and then get over it. Yeah. And I, we didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, and then I think another important realization I had is that, you know, and I know that you have said this to me as well, is that our financial priorities, they were just elsewhere at that time. Mm-hmm. And they still are. I mean, we, speaking for, for me and my husband, we're very frugal. We're like frugal as fuck. So <laughs> our money, I mean, the way we see it is like our money serves a purpose and it's usually to make us more money. So spending it on stuff, just stuff, um, typically isn't ever top priority for us. Mm-hmm. And um, he's he's very logical. So for him, I don't think he would have gone along with the whole wedding thing anyway like buying a dress that i'm only gonna wear for a few hours or Mm -hmm. um feeding a bunch of people or you know whatever it is i I just i don't think he would have it wouldn't have meant anything to him yeah and i would have known that and i don't think it would have you know i think that would have been kind of a point of contention at some point um yeah and what's the point if it doesn't mean anything to him you know if he's like yeah yeah like we've talked about it before and he basically was always like just tell me where you need me to show up to yeah And that's no fun. Yeah. Like, I know he wouldn't be having fun. And especially knowing, like, if we're spending if we're spending our money, money he also helped to earn, why would I want to spend it on something that he's not going to enjoy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. So, but my very last reason for that is that um, I had already had a wedding. So at that point, it was like, I mean, I've already had one. So and I'll I'll touch on that later on. But I mean, this is my second marriage. So I think for most people who are going into a second marriage, a wedding just is kind of... Uh, whatever what about you i mean luckily first of all i wish i was frugal (laughs) but luckily when i got married i was too broke like i was in college i mean i had a good job but i didn't have a great job and so my money situation just was not ideal and i couldn't even fathom buying like a dress let alone trying to plan a wedding Mm -hmm. and neither of my parents could afford to throw me a wedding so I mean, otherwise, I probably would have had, you know, a huge party and gone buck wild. But there just there weren't finances to back up that dream. So we just eloped. And I mean, if you had consulted with 25 year old Simone, she she had definitely wanted like a big fancy wedding and she was really butthurt about it. But, you know, now that I'm adult enough to recognize that, you know, you we kind of rolled with the punches and that life isn't always about getting what you want, but doing and having what you need. It, you know, it all worked out kind of fine in in the long run so yeah we you know it's okay to dream about something and even want it so bad and then not get it or decide against it Mm -hmm. for other reasons so you know even to dream about it knowing that you aren't going to do anything 
I think that's why I like doing the mood board so much because I could dream and know I'm never going to do this. Yeah. But that almost made it more fun mm-hmm. because I could I could do anything I wanted at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So dream big, but also be, you know, be responsible and realistic. Yeah. And really do do what makes sense for your life. Don't don't do something just because you feel pressured to do it or Yeah. I mean, for the love of God, don't put yourself in debt for this. Yeah. And you kind of touched on it already, but tell me, I want to hear more about like how your friends and family responded to your surprise. Oh my God. Your surprise <laughs> do lunch you? date. <laughs> that is what I've had to deal with in my therapy. <laughs> so, um, I mean, both of our families were pissed. Ugh. Pissed. Like his, his family, um, they still, well, I guess they don't still say it because we we kind of found that we just don't talk about it anymore. It's a sore subject. But <laughs> at the time, they had kind of just kept saying, like, they wanted us, they understood that we didn't want to have a wedding, but they were like, well, we just want to have a party because, you know, they like to drink and they like to have a good time. And they're like, let's just have a party to celebrate. And um, we just kept being like, that's not us. Like, that's you guys, but that's not us. Yeah. And then my family, who, like I've mentioned, you know, they're Southern Baptist and very traditional and... Um, they pretty much acted for quite some time as though we weren't actually married. <laughs> they were like, no, not really. Fake news. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, they're fake news people. So, um, and then my friends, like, I don't know, Simone, is it, <laughs> are you still mad that you weren't, I mean, you are still mad you weren't invited the first one. So, well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess we can just assume that you've just talked to your therapist about me and I mean, that's a grudge you're holding. <laughs> I am I am mad that I wasn't invited to the first one, even though we didn't know each other. <laughs> uh, I'm just residually upset, but I've kind of come to terms with the fact that I'll never be able to give my maid of honor speech at any of your weddings. Uh, I mean, I'm okay with it because I get to go through life with you and your companionship and your friendship. And, and honestly, you know, I would choose that over a maid of honor speech any day of the week. I think you just gave one. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for coming. That was beautiful. There's a tip jar. Let's go get drunk. I'll be here all week. <laughs> uh, my family didn't really care when we told everybody we got married. I mean, of course they didn't because your family's amazing. <laughs> uh, everyone was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I kind of figured, you know, you were off doing something. But I'm a very <laughs> private person anyway. So most of my friends and family barely knew that I had a boyfriend and it just wasn't like they knew, I guess, that a big raging wedding wasn't realistic for my life at the time. So it just it wasn't a big deal when I told everybody. That must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I and this is probably the most important thing about this, but um, I think we need to address the criticism or questioning that's going to come up with this. Um, and the big one is how are we qualified to or like, you know, how how dare we critique a wedding when we haven't even had one? I mean, all I can say to that is I don't have to have done something to be able to absorb the associated creativity behind it and, you know, thusly give my opinion about it. Like, I don't have to be a famous director to go to a Quentin Tarantino movie and be and, you know, give my opinion. And I don't have to be a vocal coach to go to a concert and say, oh, wow, like she's saying off key. Yeah. And I understand where that judgment may come from, but it's just not valid for the situation. And, you know, just because we didn't have weddings, we still warrant an opinion. And as we've expressed before, we don't really expect those opinions to be perceived as like the law. You know, it's not Mm -hmm. right or wrong. But that doesn't mean that we're not allowed to have them and discuss them. 
Yeah, I would have to chime in with um, get off your high horse, hypocrite, because (laughs) (laughs) just because we're the ones recording ourselves discussing it doesn't mean that everyone who hasn't is isn't still like gossiping their faces off. Mm -hmm. So it's been going on since the beginning of time. Find something truly horrific to scream about, like endangered bees. Yeah. Or that's it. People. That's all I have to say. The people who still drink Mountain Dew and don't cut up those little plastic things that cans come in. Like, have you ever seen yes, a sea turtle? Turtles get stuck in those. You asshole. Those should be illegal. So we're just. Yes. So I think basically, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think what we're trying to say is just don't. Don't come at us. But yeah, we're giving a generalized view into the mind of your average everyday wedding guest. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think the most important thing is to realize is like we're just making observations. That doesn't mm-hmm. make them true for everybody. That doesn't make them fact. It just means hey, we observed this and other people are observing things at other weddings. Yep. So let's just all talk about it. Yeah, please. And, you know, we also kind of want to touch on making memories and having special moments from experiences, even if they don't go as planned or if they seem, uh, you know, small in the eyes of others. We each carry our own memories and moments from our wedding days that are special to us. And even though, you know, we may not have had huge ceremonies, we still value and cherish these little things about the day um, we, you know, when we joined our lives with our partners. Yeah, that's true. Um, one of the things I love the most about the way that we got married was that we got to pick our own anniversary date because we just wrote down on, the, on our piece of paper what day we started living as a married couple. And so we got to pick it and we picked Cinco de Mayo because we can always have margaritas and tacos. I love that. And I knew that my husband would remember it. And to me... That just is the best. So I really dig that because I feel like most couples would want to pick their anniversary date. Yeah. And I mean, I guess in some ways you can if you're if the date falls on a specific Saturday of that year and you're like, it's 12, 13, 14 or whatever it is. But (laughs) but the likelihood of that is not much. Yeah. And I liked this better because it was a little bit easier. It wasn't something we had to wait for. Mm hmm. It was actually, it was, had already happened. <laughs> You're like, we've been married for six months already. It was like a month already, later. Lady. Actually, I think it was, it was like a month and a half later that we went and filed that paperwork. So, and we were like, well, that sounds good. <laughs> um, Simone, is there anything that makes you feel particularly melancholy due to eloping? I mean, I think hindsight's always twenty twenty, but it also makes it easier to kind of identify and analyze, you know, any sort of, I guess, regrets, sort of speak that I have. Um, I'm I'm obviously fine with the wedding choices that we made, but that doesn't mean that I don't wish my dad could have like walked me down the aisle or, you know, we could have introduced our families and had a party because I mean, we're my husband and I are from opposite sides of the country, but obviously those things would have been really nice and I sometimes have FOMO cuz I didn't get to experience them, but the realist in me is like, well, get over it, Simone. <laughs> like it didn't happen and that was for a reason and honestly, that's okay. Yeah. What about you? No. well all right then cut to the chase nope folks (laughs) um but i feel like the reason i don't is because again which we will cover in a future episode i had already had a wedding yeah so my dad did walk me down the aisle and i did wear a wedding dress and all all of the cliche wedding-y things Mm -hmm. i have done so i think the i think the only thing would have been maybe no, no, nothing. <laughs> nope. Fair <laughs> enough. So, well, that's all we have for you in this Crash and Dash episode. 
Um, if you eloped, we really want to hear about it. Mm-hmm. So if you can share your story with us um, and how it went and your special memories or um, maybe something that you feel melancholy about. So, yeah, email us uh, at eyewitnessmatrimony at gmail.com or you can submit via the website eyewitnessmatrimony.com. Uh, but we'd love to see pictures attached if you have any. So if you post it on social media, tag us and use the hashtag um, eyewitness elopement so we can see it and share with your permission, of course. Um, and, you know, kind of travel back in time with you. So That's right. Are you ready? I'm ready. So, Simone, here's a joke for you. How do you get a farmer's daughter to marry you? How do you get a farmer's daughter to marry you? I don't know. I can't think of any funny farm puns. First, a tractor. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. That's, that's pretty good. That's a wrap. Do you have an unforgettable wedding guest story or would you like for us to critique a wedding? Follow and message us on Instagram at Eyewitness Matrimony, on Twitter at Eyewitness Map, or send us an email at eyewitnessmatrimony at gmail.com. Don't worry, we'll consider you a confidential informant so the newlyweds will never know.